called by God, we gather in the name of the one who is creator, redeemer, saving grace. Amen. Gathering God, you know us by more than just our name. You know every part of our being. You know us when we are most available to you and when we try to hide. You know us by the work of our hands and the labor of our hearts. You know us in the sunlight and the depth of the dark. You know us fully clothed and you know us carefully. Know us now. Amen. Let us pray. God of surprise and amazement, you show up in places we least expect. Truth told, we expect you to be with us in worship and prayer, in song and praise, in hope and expectation. We expect you to be in the terrors that come in the day and the empty moments found in darkness. And then, then there are those places where you show up when we did not expect, on the lips of children, in the apex of an argument, embodied in those we call homeless, enacted in promises on which we rely, and in the gravity of grace we can hardly fathom. Be, O Lord, which you are, in the least and in the present. Amen. God's grace and peace to you all. A word about the word. There are many ways to encounter scripture. I've been amazed at friends who declare at the front end of a vacation that they're going to read the Bible from the front to the back. I commend them for their diligence. And when done, they frequently declare to me, man, the story of God and God's people, it just appears in Scripture to jump all over the place. Why didn't they just organize Scripture in such a way that it would be linear, a timeline sort of way? It would be so much easier to read, they say. Here at the Academy, there is the academic study of Scripture. In this way, the reader relies on different methods of critique or reading lenses when one opens the Word. One lens might be, what form is this passage written in? What voice? What song or pattern of this phrase is read? Think for a moment of the book of Psalms, a book of poetic verse. Or perhaps you would read scripture in a historical framework of reference, paying particular attention to timelines and geography, politics or people in positions of power to understand the depth of the story. Think here of the story where you are wounded in a foreign land and an enemy gathers you up and delivers you to the care 
and tending of a rival tribe. And at the end of the story, it's disclosed this is the definition of a good Samaritan. Not because of his origin or politics or tribal association, but out of the generosity of his heart. Or you could simply find yourself in Scripture. Find yourself in the story read. Rattle around in its context. Rattle around with the words and how they land on your ears. How that word finds you. How that word affects you. How it challenges you to think further. What do you know about the text? What don't you know? Today we're going to hear the story most commonly read the first Sunday after Christmas, cycle C. Code language for, this is the Jesus story we tell on the Sunday of least attendance next to the Sunday after Easter. I want us to enter the story with our ears wide open. I'm going to read the story twice, although not in succession. There will be a breather in between the reading of, these, of this particular story. The first time I read the story, I simply want you to listen. Find yourself in the story. Who are you among these characters listed? Where are you? What sounds do you hear? What words bring you question? What emotions fill your head? When did you stop listening to the text and your imagination took you to a different place? What more would you like to know about this story? From Luke, the second chapter. Each year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed on for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances, but not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, and all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he had said to them and came to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother kept all of these things in her heart 
And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. Now comes the interactive side of this. Let's chat about the text. Who are you in the story? Where are you in the story? What sounds did you hear? What emotions spiked in you? What aroma reached your nose? Where did you stop listening and why? Where did you pick it up? What more of the story would you like to know? Visit with your neighbor about those things. Go. I'm going to interrupt because I think we could probably continue to talk about this text at length. But let's do a random sampling of some discoveries. What did you discover? And if it doesn't come quickly, I'll start putting people right on the spot. <laughs> Colleen, you were going to say? Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. Bill. Bless you. How about up in that segment, in the Mary Lee section? Rodney, you had some stuff. People were laughing. You must have been entertaining. Yeah, the Jesus character looking back at Mary saying, you had a visit with an angel, come on.
this last week in the office when I began to visit about the text for the day, one of our student workers spun around in her chairs and, and said, three days? Three days? <laughs> I believe the word becomes flesh and dwells among us and in us and through us. It has not finished its work at one reading. It's barely started its work at two readings. So I want to invite you to listen again to the story. Each year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances, but not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, and all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he had said to them. He went down with them and came to Jerusalem and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. Over the course of this day, where will this story take you? What in this story brings you more wonder? What questions do you further need to satisfy with an answer? What emotions are beginning to stir here and here in need of more dialogue? And most importantly, how is God speaking to you through this text. I believe this is what the word does when we read it. It reaches in. It wrestles with us in deep spaces of our life and living with God and invites us to wonder even more about the person and passions of Christ. To conclude, Jesus is where he's supposed to be and invites us to be there with him. Amen. Let us pray. God with us, we notice your giving, your promising, your providing, and your delivering. You do so without reserve or limitation. You do so out of abundance. 
You stand with us in the person of Jesus, who is our model of self-sacrifice. Help us model your grace. Heal the broken places in this world through our actions.